0: you could have chose to be you chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions and that means the world to me and i absolutely stinking love you for it so with that said we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions podcast thanks so much
1: Andrew Gonzalez, and i'm coming to you live from saint petersburg florida and guys <clears throat> i know we've been talking about this <laughs> a lot but uh, my voice is still not 100 percent. it is better I hope that you guys feel that it sounds better because I feel like it sounds better and it's making me very happy uh, that uh, I feel like this because I was really nervous uh, and and hopefully uh, I'll be back to normal in no time. So guys, uh, I'm really excited about this topic of conversation because I think that this is such a fun thing and it's actually. Uh, what i love about it is one thing that we say on our team we always ask each other this one question whenever i'm motivating my team i always say to them how do you become unstoppable and they always respond with the same answer and that's by never freaking stopping but What does that mean? And so I want to break some things down for you guys today on how to continue persisting until you succeed. So for those of you that are uh, listening in to the replay or listening in to the podcast, my name is Alexander Gonzalez. I am not the fat dad across socials, and I am super, super blessed to be here with each and every single one of you. I am a father of two, a husband to one. I am a full-time network marketer, and I am also a public speaker and many many other hats that i get to wear but my favorite hat of all is i get to be dad i like to say that i'm a full-time dad and a part-time dream maker Um, but being a dad doesn't pay my bills i wish it could i wish i could figure out a way (laughs) that i could pay my bills being a dad Uh, but it is the favorite role that I get and because of um, the blessings of the Lord and the, his abundance, uh, I get to be a full-time dad and feel like that's my main focus. And so uh, I'm really excited because uh, first off, I love being a dad and we talk, I've had a couple talks with you guys already about parenting. And so that's something that I definitely want to get back into uh, later on, but we're going to take kind of a break from the parenting and business combo and have a conversation about persistence and uh, it's tied to success. So I think this is one of the most important things, um, you know, Understanding this kind of the connection between the two. In fact, when I was doing some research and I was looking at all the different. um, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, I was so I was getting some weird error on my phone, but we're good now. When I was doing some research on this, I read a bunch of different articles and I came across an article that I really, really enjoyed most of all. Um, but I will say that one of the things that inspired me of when I saw this title was remembering something that my pastor, actually my pastor's pastor. Uh, so I was at church yesterday and we had a guest pastor in, in, at our church and it was our my pastor's, pastor. So the pastor that brought him to the salvation knowledge of Christ, the pastor that has mentored him um, when he first went into ministry, et cetera. So this is a gentleman nearly in his seventies. I believe he said he was 69 years old. And he's old school, you know, like in this day and age, I go to a mega church here in, in the uh, it's actually in Bradenton, Florida. So I drive a little bit to get there uh, about 30 minutes, but it is, you know, we have nine campuses. My The main campus has about 10,000 people at that campus alone. I want to say that our church is almost 30,000 people total in our area that attend across campuses. And sometimes, you know, you see all the, the fanfare, the amazing, I mean, incredible worship, the lights, the incredible preaching every single week. That's very today. Well, this pastor being 69, he's old school. And so I felt like I was back at church when I was a young kid. And he tells a story that I found very interesting. So uh, many of you may have heard of Oral Roberts University, ru I, I believe it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, And that was started by Oral Roberts. And uh, a few years ago, I want to say around 2007, 2008, um, they were in in almost financial ruin. This is a Christian university uh, that has pumped out a ton of different preachers and just Christian businessmen and women. And here they were, $55 million in debt. Their buildings were decrepit and, and, and really just not pretty <laughs> and really needed maintenance but they didn't have the money for maintenance. And the Board of travel at the time was the Board of Regents and uh, the President, which is actually Oral Roberts' son, Richard Roberts, were really just kind of lost. You know, a lot of this was done because of misappropriation of funds by them. I don't know if it was necessarily because they were evil people making bad decisions or they were ignorant people. Uh, You know, nepotism doesn't always mean that you're the right person for the job. But in the midst of all of this, uh, Richard Roberts decides to step down. And if you think about this, this is his father's legacy. What his father busted his tail to work for. And he was about to lose it all because poor decision making, etc. Well, in the midst of all this, and, and there's a point to this in the midst of all of this, you see, we are already covered by his grace. And so all the success, all the abundance, all the blessing that God has for you, you have already earned because you don't got to earn it. It's yours. But we can tap into that blessing. We can tap into that abundance through faith. And so when everything seemed as if the university was going to have to close down, these students uh, were going to have to go somewhere new, You know, P- President Roberts steps down from his position. Out of the blue, a family with no ties to the university comes in and writes a check a 70 million dollar check clearing them of their debt starting the process to rebuild uh, structurally the university and also how to uh, meaning the physical structures and and also rebuild the actual structure of how the university is run and that was the hobby lobby family i believe it was mark green who came in wrote the check And so I say this story, I share this story with you to say this, that first and foremost, the way to continue persisting until you're successful is to make sure that you're tapped in to your faith, to make sure that you're tapped in to the belief and understanding that God's grace already covers you. You are worthy of all the abundance and blessings of the world. In fact, you're called to it you are called to live and walk through life with success and yet in the eyes of the world how many of you would actually just say that you are successful because people have determined success in different ways and so let's figure out how do we define success so we know that in the midst of ruin in the midst of difficulty faith can sometimes pull us through actually it'll always pull us through it just won't always look like the way that we think it will it doesn't always look like a 70 million dollar (laughs) check but faith is what pulls us through so how can we say persistent in spite of the difficult challenges that sometimes come our way in spite of the difficult obstacles that head in our direction. I read an article that was written by Brian Tracy, and I really, really loved this article. He broke down a lot of things. He defined different things in his way. Before we get into chatting about this, I do want to define how I define success. Because everyone defines success differently. But for me, being successful or being abundant is being happy, healthy, and financially abundant. So success I define by being happy, healthy, and financially abundant. And I wanna say that I define it in that order. Notice that happy for me is first, healthy is second, and financially abundant is then third. But those three things, combined in my opinion determine if you're successful so i want to think are you happy are you healthy and are you financially abundant because when you have the trifecta i feel like life you're probably walking on sunshine at all times and one of the most important qualities of success is self discipline now self-discipline as we know self-control i mean it's one of the fruits of the spirit it's very very difficult how many of us have lacked in moments of self-control how many of us have given up our self-control and made poor decisions because of that it ain't easy but it is an absolutely absolute necessity to success unless you define success as winning the lottery or uh, acts of god coming in and and you getting a check which is amazing i love it i'm here for it but for me does that mean that you're happy does that mean that you're healthy just because maybe you got some financial abundance or maybe you're so happy and yet you're so unhealthy you don't make good eating decisions and you're living paycheck to paycheck maybe you are absolutely the healthiest person constantly fit, constantly working out, but you look in the mirror, constantly judging yourself, eating your, you know, every little flab and you're not happy, happy, and you're not necessarily financially abundant. And so for me, it takes all three and self-discipline is a single quality of success, single most important quality of success. Self-discipline being defined by Brian Tracy, this is his definition, is having the ability within yourself based on your strength of character and willpower to do what you should do when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. And then he goes on to define character, and I love this definition of character. It's the ability to follow through on a resolution after the enthusiasm with which the resolution was made has passed Whoa! you know you always hear character is uh doing when you know uh, doing the right thing when nobody's looking you know your true character is who you are when you're doing when when no one's looking but i like that he took this a little step further that your character which by the way self-discipline being persistent those are attributes of your character that your character is let me just Literally, I want to say it again verbatim because I want this to resonate. It's the ability to follow through on a resolution after the enthusiasm with which the resolution was made has passed. So let me ask real quickly, how many here have made new year's resolutions? Go ahead and unmute and say me. Me. Yes, we got two people. Let's go. You too. I'm proud of you. three we got three three people here a lot of people new year's we make resolutions right we want to get back in the gym we want to lose weight let me tell you something i don't know if you guys know but i'm sure everyone knows this in january the gyms will be the fullest of the entire year in fact in january gyms will be so full that they actually won't have enough equipment to handle the influx of new signups and current memberships that if people came at a regular rate, the gym would not actually be able to sustain the, the load of people. Well, you see gyms make their money not on the people that go to the gym and work out (laughs) but rather on the people who pay monthly to not go to the gym (laughs) who pay monthly to not use the equipment and when you go to the gym most cases uh, especially later on in the year you're going to see the gym be more and more open in january that 5 a.m time that you usually go and you get your own machine you can do all the things that's not how it is in january now i'm not saying that if you didn't um, follow through on a new year's resolution that you don't have the persistence to succeed. But you see, when we make a resolution to do something in a moment of enthusiasm and a moment of excitement and a moment of joy and a moment of happiness and a moment of positivity, if we don't tie that decision in that moment of enthusiasm, to our self-control and persistence, that enthusiasm won't be enough to carry us through to that success. Why? Well, you see obstacles coming our way. Now, some of those obstacles could be in the, it could be a, 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 disrupted marriage a marriage that isn't going well it could be a troubled child it could be a poor friend it could be a bad driver on the road that cuts you off and makes you angry and you were so excited and now you're not I can tell you something that when I first went on the journey of entrepreneurship I didn't actually plan on having any success (laughs) I I sort of was like ah I've never done this before. I'll give it a go. I'll try it. I have my job. This is just a side hustle. If it doesn't work out, it's no big deal.
2: Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast
3: with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to themorning5.com to learn more
1: about the five ways you can change the way
4: you start your day
1: i was i was excited about the product i was excited about the life changes for me personally but actually going on and selling this to other people and sharing it. It was like, it happens, it happens. It's no big deal. And my first six months, or my first month, I saw success, but it was haphazard. It was kind of like, okay, this is kind of blew up a little bit, you know, out of my control. Within six months, I was able to walk away from my from my career in July 2017, i wake up july 1st 2017 i'm a full-time entrepreneur and i don't know what to do (laughs) i'm like wait a minute i've only done this in the nooks and crannies of my day now i have all day to do what i've already been doing but i understood at that point one thing is that i will be successful and i was willing to do what it took to be successful because I had been given a taste of something I had never had before. And that was the taste of entrepreneurship, the taste of working for yourself, the taste of being your own boss, the taste of firing your boss, if you will, even though I loved my old boss, we are still friends to this day, leaving that and taking the biggest leap that I have personally ever taken and saying, I'm gonna give up that regular paycheck I'm going to give up all those things and I'm going to jump into this fun world of entrepreneurship. Along that journey, I had many obstacles along that journey. I had people who came in, helped me and I had people who came in and tore me down. I had people who came in and I would get so excited about and I would fall along with their potential and they would do nothing. And I had others who came in and I didn't even think that they would go anywhere. And to this day, they're driving a brand new Jaguar out of bankruptcy, living their best life like they never thought that they could. Curveballs came from left and right. Disappointment came from left and right. But just as much as disappointment that came, excitement and good things came too. And so, for the first year as a full time entrepreneur from January 2017 to J- January 2018, I felt like I was flailing about. I was riding the roller coaster of emotions. I was riding the roller coaster of the highs and the lows. And when the lows came, I was low. And when the highs came, I was high. I was excited. I was ready to go. But then the lows would come again. Because who knows? who can attest that in business just like in life it's not always a steady uphill, uphill incline sometimes you have peaks and you have valleys and sometimes it looks more like a sine or a cosine wave than it actually does a, a, a you know straight upward trajectory but why do some people ride that roller coaster and with the highs and low continue moving up and higher and some people crumble it is in my humble opinion that the differentiator between the two is a lot of persistence and a little bit of luck now some people sometimes rely on that little bit of luck and why do i say a little bit of luck because I, I, listen, it's a blessing. I'm not necessarily saying that I believe that all was ordained, but there have been situations where I have been in where the person next to me is the person I need to be speaking to. And I didn't know that that person was going to become someone in my life that helped grow my business at a rate that I never could ever have expected it because I happen to be at the right place at the right time. That's a little bit lucky. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, One of my biggest leaders, one of my biggest legs just kind of ran into, started talking, followed on social media and now runs a massive team that's doing thousands and thousands and thousands of sales every single month. And he's one of the greatest dudes I've ever met. Such a blessing as a friend and a business partner. And I was just at the right place at the right time. But see, this is where the right place at the right time turns into luck and that's persistence. Because if I had not been persistent in my pursuit of my business, if I had not been persistent in my conversation of my product, if I had not been persistent of being a product of my product, if I had not been persistent of showing my best foot forward, no matter what situation I was in, then when the opportunity met me, I wouldn't have talked about my product. I wouldn't have talked about my business. I wouldn't have shown my excitement. I wouldn't have shown fill in the blank. But because I was persistent, because I had the self-discipline that in spite of what was going on in my day, in spite of what was going on in my life, in spite of the trials and tribulations heading my way, I still had a business and I still had to make time to make sure that I was moving that business forward. And, you know, if we've all seen those Instagram reels and TikToks that you don't got a business unless you talk about your business. That's a big trend. You know, you see them all the time. You don't got a business let you talk about your business. Every time I see those, I'm like, oh, it's so true because I can't tell you how many times in my life my willingness to be persistent in talking about the things that I'm doing, my willingness to be persistent in talking about the opportunities that I have for others, my willingness to be persistent in talking about what changed my life, what helped me become happier, healthier, and financially abundant, then I wasn't going to move the needle forward. I wasn't going to help the people that I needed to help. Opportunity wasn't going to meet preparation, i.e., luck wasn't going to come my way. You see, self discipline, rather, excuse me, persis- persistence is self discipline in action. Being persistent is being able to do the things that you know you need to get done, even when you don't wanna do them. It's doing the mundane things that don't feel fun, but you gotta get them done. I'ma tell y'all right now, I hate, and I mean, I hate cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> I am not a fan of cleaning bathroom. I, it, I'm not lying. If you ever watch me clean the bathroom at least once or twice, I'm going to gag and we don't even keep a dirty house. (laughs) But I find it so disgusting. When my wife and I were getting married, I actually asked her. I said, I will clean the kitchen. I will clean the whole house. Can you just clean the bathroom? That didn't last too long. She said, yes, at first. And she was like, no, you're going to have to rotate. (laughs) This isn't fair. But I'm not a big fan of cleaning the bathroom. I don't know why. In my head, even if it's not that dirty looking, in my head, it's gross. I'm like, well, it grosses me out. I I, I literally wear gloves. It's it's a thing. It's a whole thing. (laughs) But as much as I don't want to do that, how gross would that bathroom be if I never cleaned it? How disgusting with the mold and bacteria and other just gross things. I don't even know how much would that grow because I chose not to clean the bathroom, not to be persistent, not to put my self-discipline into action. How you do one thing is how you'll do everything and so i want everyone to stop right now and look inwardly number one how do you define success do you define it the same way that i do happy healthy financially abundant or do you define it differently whatever that definition is i want you to check within yourself have you done everything you can in order to reach success are you successful however you define it i do believe that success is defined differently by everyone else, everyone are you by your definition successful and if not what's stopping you what are the steps that you need to take to be successful what are the things that you aren't doing to lead to that success now there's a couple things that you can do when you're on this process so first and foremost First step, define what success is in your life. Define success for you and for your family and how you guys view that term success. Number two, determine what are the steps that you need in order to achieve that success. You gotta know those things, right? And you know, I said it earlier, how you do one thing is how you do everything. We hear that a lot and I'm a big believer in that. In fact, I have noticed a correlation that when I am not persistent in pursuing my marriage, because who knows, uh, can I get an amen? that no matter how long you're married, you got to work out every single day. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on. If I'm not, if, if I'm not persistent in amen. my relationship, come on, come on. Persistent in my, if my relationships with my children are out of whack, if my relationships with my friends, if if the house is a mess, if my office is a mess, if I'm not doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing on a daily basis to move the needle forward, guess what I've noticed? There's a direct correlation to how my business is going. And so how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so oftentimes when we think of success, we only put it in the bucket of what makes us money. We put it in the bucket of what we wake up and go do nine to five most days. But what I want to challenge you to have a different mentality when it comes to success. So we've already defined it, happy, healthy, financially abundant, but you can be successful in your marriage. You could be successful as a parent as a friend, as a a keeper of a home, as a homeowner, as a not just businessman or woman. And so for me, one of the things about being persistent, about uh, self-control in action, self-discipline in action, is understanding that we can't just focus that self-discipline on the things that move the needle forward to make us money, but rather we have to also point that self-discipline on the things that move us forward to have a better marriage, on the things that move us forward to have a better relationship with our children, on the things that move us forward to have a better uh, experience with our friends, all aspects. We have many plates that we keep spinning in the air and for me success is making sure that all plates stay spinning and no plate feels less important than the other and that takes persistence that takes character that takes an understanding that persistence is self-discipline in action that obstacles will come your way the the tough the will get going it, it, the, it will get tough darts will be thrown at you sometimes by those that you love even more than anyone else on the earth and in spite of all the things understanding that you got to just keep going and going and going and going and going cuz like i asked earlier how i start with my team on a regular basis How do we become unstoppable?
3: Don't stop.
1: By never fricking stopping. You see persistence does not mean getting it right every time. Persistence does not mean being perfect. Persistence does not mean that you hit the bullseye every single time you throw the dart persistence means that you keep trying that you fail and you get back off you dust off your knees and you take another step you might stumble right then and there again you might fall five times in a row but persistence is getting back up in spite of it and continuing to go because you know deep in your soul that you are called to the greatness and the abundance that god has for you you are called to walk on this earth with all your heart's desires fulfilled grace gives you that But it's your persistence and faith that will actually allow you to see the abundance flow in your life. So for the last 30 minutes, we we spoke about persistence. We spoke about self-discipline, persistence being self-discipline in action. My voice is still not 100%. It actually is very strenuous to talk. It's like a weird feeling I can't even describe. So I want to open it up to discussion on what we've talked about here. What sat with you, what, what, and maybe what's something you're having difficulty overcoming, stopping you from being the persistent man or woman you want to be, and let's open up dialogue. Just unmute your mic and say your name and we'll get this going.
5: Hi, this is Angela.
1: Okay. I heard Angela and then I heard Linnell. So go ahead, Angela.
5: Hi. So, I what resonated with me was when you were talking about the clutter. I've been working the last several months, um, just really getting rid of the clutter because I've noticed when the clutter is around, I'm so consumed by it that I just feel like I can't move forward in this um, or in anything that I'm doing. So, that just really resonated with me because I can see that, you know, when the, when my house is in chaos, my business is in chaos, my life is in chaos, and so... Taking care of that.
1: <laughs> I love that. Like, and listen, it's not just the physical clutter of papers and books and whatever else. How else is your life cluttered? Yes. You know, you gotta, and this is something that I actually learned from my mother in law. She believes in pruning. You know, you make plants, and I'm not a, I don't have a green thumb. So, all you people that have green thumbs, I apologize. I said it was all incorrectly. But for to get plants and trees to grow and be at their best, sometimes they require some pruning. And sometimes for us, we also require a bit of pruning, a bit of cutting out some of the excess, cutting out some of the clutter, cutting out some of the noise. Absolutely. So what are you gonna do today, Angela, to make sure that you start to cut out some of that clutter?
5: Well, I have been working the last several months. So honestly, on Saturday, or it was on Friday, I took probably about eight garbage bags of clothes and things that I just did not need and I donated it to a center um, to help those in need. So I I will continue that. Uh, That's what I'm continuing to do.
1: Okay, cool. So uh, another eight bags by this weekend, let's do it. (laughs)
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) I love it. My pleasure, Angela. Miss Linnell Burns. Good morning, Alexander. Good morning, sis.
6: I love you. I, just I love, love you. Love too, you. I love the segment. Thank you so much for this. And you know, it's so funny that you're talking about this because my youngest son, my baby of my family, had his junior prom um, recently over um, Friday, on Saturday. And one of the things that I was looking at with him, because you said, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I have been doing my family for a very long time. I have three kids and this young man, um, after his father went his own way, um, he had actually blamed himself for the reason why his father left the family. He is like, if I wasn't born, then maybe he would have he would have stuck around. And he took that on his shoulders for a very long time. And so this weekend was such a triumph for him because I've been working with him. I won't say I was working on him. He was working on himself. But I was working with him for him to get back to the place where he understood that even in all of this turmoil, he was enough my son start. my son stopped taking pictures he wasn't socializing all these different things because he had internalized this hurt for a very long time and this weekend he looked straight at the camera his his uh, chin was lifted and he decided that he was going to his junior prom and that was such a triumph so alexander i want to thank you for letting for reminding us that it's not just about business. That's the—that's not just your only inclination of success. That's what the world makes you think, but it's not. It's the relationships. It's the internal work. It's things like this, being able to hear other people's story. So I thank you for your success in all that you're doing and leading your team, leading your family, and also leading yourself. This is Linnell, the Soul Coach. I'll go ahead and mute myself out.
1: I love that one. Now, and by the way, I love that branding, the soul coach, because that's exactly what you are. And I will say this first off, I agree 100%. In fact, I find more success in a family than in finances, if I'm honest. Uh, when my family is successful and I see the success, you know, this is really cool. They did a study of the former president, like one of, I think he was the very first president of Yale University so just so everyone knows and in, 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 on average within five generations uh you will have about 1200 descendants that come from you within five generations on average one person that gets married, has kids. They get kids, keep going, keep going. It, it, it's about twelve hundred people uh, that people will have within five generations. So the former president of Yale, the original president of Yale, he was a, a, a God-fearing man. He, cre- you know, he was a president of Yale University. Out of his twelve hundred descendants, what was crazy that came in five generations? There was one U.S. vice president. Um, 60 senators. The, the numbers are crazy. 300 lawyers, uh, 200 um, doctors. It was like unbelievable. Like the majority had college degrees. Not that a college degree defines success, but you know, many many years ago, a college degree basically meant you're going to have a good job. Now we know that's not the case. They did the same study, and I don't remember this person's name because he's not as famous. Um, but it was a notorious criminal at the time who was in and out of prison. And they see the lineage of his 1,200 descendants. There was over 200 women who were in prostitution. A huge chunk of them were had been arrested and in prison one time. And what I found that was most interesting was that a quarter of them, 300 out of the 1,200, had premature deaths, meaning that they died very early in life. And I found that absolutely just mind-blowing. You take the very first president of Yale, you take this uh, notorious criminal of the time, you see their descendants and you see the path that even five generations later, they went. So if you think about this, when you define success, yes, it's awesome to think about success in business and and financial abundance and all those things. I'm here for it, y'all, I'm here for it but for me i would rather define success in raising a family and being the best version of me so that i teach my children to be the best version of them so that they teach their children and generationally five generations later i want my 1200 descendants to be filled with abundance to be filled with the persistent spirit to be filled with being happy healthy and financially abundant which is how I define success, to be filled with joy, to live a life that when they look back, they're grateful to be on this earth and they're not taking from others, but rather making the world a better place. Are you being persistent in the areas you need to be persistent in to make sure that you go where you're meant to go? Because it's not just about you your determination on this earth will actually have an impact it has been shown for five generations are you persistent enough to make sure that for the next five generations life is great all right guys we have 20 more minutes Linnell, I love you, friend. I love that what you're doing for your child. I love that you are persistent in being a gr- incredible mother. You're a soul mother as well. You're a soul coach and a soul mom. And I'm so happy that those horrific thoughts that your son had, he realized the falsehood in them and has been able to find himself and he got to have a wonderful prom. Much love to you, sis. Thank you so much for sharing. Who else would like to share in the next 20 minutes?
7: Hi, Alexander, this is Sonia Laray.
1: Hey, Sonia, how you doing?
7: I'm doing well. You know, I I love what you stated and Linnell what she stated as well. But I think a lot of times when we look at that word persistent, a lot of people think that it's forceful, but it's not. And I know as um, a counselor, I really speak deeply on this because it resonates deep, because you have to be willing to kind of step out a little bit and step on faith totally when you're being persistent, when you're driven to have your legacy now become that structure of success. And I love that you put in there that success looks different for everyone and that your success is from the lineage of your family, changing that path, the course, because so many times we all look at it from a number, a dollar and a cents. But when you can have that success that trickles down, that starts to build that legacy and teaches the heritage of what it means, that's what's beautiful in it. And I think so many times people lose that amongst what they're doing and they forget what it is. So sometimes with persistence, What happens is it just means that you have to just run a little bit further so you can tap into that success. So thank you for allowing me to speak, Alexander.
1: Sonia, thank you for unmuting and sharing your knowledge. And that was powerful. I love that. And I agree. It's just sometimes one more step. One more step. We don't all have to david goggins life <laughs> you know duct tape our legs so we can keep running the 100 miles like we don't got to do that necessarily but just everyone's success is different david goggins defined success differently so when he went to go run those 100 miles that he had never even run his life 100 miles within 24 hours he did it in 18 hours and he had to duct tape part of his legs to make it happen It's because his definition of success is a little bit different than my definition of success. (laughs) I don't need duct tape on my legs to make it. And so I love that Sonia, just taking that one step further, one more step today than yesterday. I love that queen, thank you so much. Who else would like to share?
4: Alexander, this is Pam.
1: Hey, Pam.
4: Hey, good morning, Breakfast with Champions. This is Coach Pamsky. Um, Love this segment, thank you so much. One of the things that just keeps resonating back is is that we need to know ourselves very well to succeed. And the reason why is is because we will self-sabotage ourselves as soon as an obstacle gets in our way or, and they will, um, we will feel defeated and feel like we can't do it. And to be able to know yourself is to be able to look at those things that, um, like for me, for many years, I didn't feel like I was successful because I was so stuck in my emotions and stuck in um, past trauma and things that um, had happened to me. And you can feel like you're doing all these things to be successful and turn around and realize you're really not because you're still stuck where you were. So really being able to dig in there and look at who are you? um, What do you need to do to be able to work past some of the things that hold you down so that you can be successful so that you can, because here's what happens you can have success and not feel like you have it because you're always feeling defeated. You're always, your, your worth is so low. How you see yourself is so low that any success that you do have, you may not even be able to see it. And so I think it's incredibly important to make sure that it starts with you. And um, Brandon Burchard once said, after you have chased a, After you have achieved success, you still have to wake up and deal with you. So if you're working on yourself, you'll be able to enjoy those successes and be able to reach them. But then also, you still have to deal with you in the end. So thank you. This is Pam, and it's great to be here.
1: Pam, so true. You still have to deal with you in the end. And I love that so much. Coach Pamski. Thank you so much, Queen. Who else would like to share on this topic? I feel like I hear a mic. Go ahead and just say your name. It's Maria. Good morning. Hey Maria, and then Trina, I saw you unmute, so we'll go to you next. Go ahead, Maria.
8: So I'm driving and it's raining real hard, so I'm sorry for the noise in the background, but what Pam just said triggered something yesterday on TV. I listened to a pastor. I'd never really heard before. I never heard before. And he said something along the lines of what Pam just said. And wow, I'm like, my heart is palpitating. He said, he said, um, same devils, new levels and it was so powerful and I pray that I could say this correctly. Um, basically when you're 15 years old, there are things that get in your way when you're 15 and when you do something wrong, you have detention. But when you, those devils come up again and you're 35 years old and you're married and you start going back to that. Now that becomes divorce. And so if we could just really learn ourselves and know the triggers that get in our way, that block us from our successes, then we can then move past them. So I I hope I said that right, because it's, it's so emotional for me that I made this connection and Pam, thank you for triggering that. And Alexander, what an amazing conversation we're having. So I just feel like, yeah, same devil's new levels and let's just clean up the past um, barriers so that we can move forward in the present. Okay. So thank you for the opportunity.
1: No, thank you so very much for sharing. That was awesome. I think it's new levels, different or same devils. How does that saying go? Cause I can't remember exactly how that saying goes, but basically, yeah, you,
3: new levels he changed
8: he changed it he changed it new levels new devils and he changed it to same devils new levels and he was trying to press the point that it's really the same things that hold us back from i guess childhood traumas um yeah i guess I, i didn't say it right
1: no no you said it right but because I, I noticed that you had switched it and then i got confused on what the original yeah you said it right <laughs> and i love that because it's true new levels same devils at the end of the day and i think that what's important about what you just said and thank you so much for in spite of it being rainy and dangerous that you're getting on to share with us um it's that you're right if you aren't doing the work and we always say this i I've said i I've said this a lot success is heavy the weight of success is heavy. If you're not doing the work necessary to strengthen yourself, and what does that mean? I don't mean going into the gym and working out, which you know you should do that too. But the self-development, coming into Breakfast with Champions, listening to the talks, implementing the talks that you're taught about, doing all the different, reading the books, going into the conferences and seminars, uh, signing up to get that coach. We heard Dre say that if you think about it, and I thought that was so impactful, Every single professional athlete has a coach. Every single professional singer like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, they have vocal coaches. These are people who do what, things that we, you know, see them do at a high level and yet they have coaches. Are you getting the coach that you need to take yourself to the next level? Are you doing the work so that when success comes, it doesn't crumble you but rather you're strong enough to carry the weight of success because the reality of the matter is, is if you don't do the work, you might get to okay. new levels, but you're going to be dealing with the same devils. And so I'm not saying go for different devils, <laughs> you know, to new levels and different levels. I'm saying, let's get to new levels and let's leave the devils behind y'all with me. <laughs> okay. We got 10 minutes left. And Who else would like to share? share? Oh, Trina, Tr- Trina, Trina. uh, Sorry, I know that Trina was unmuting. Are you here, Trina, Trina? Hopefully I'm saying your name right. It is Trina,
3: good morning. Okay. And thank you for this conversation.
1: Good
2: morning.
3: It's so wonderful to hear your share and so I really appreciate it. And also good morning, Breakfast with Champions. I um, am so grateful for being able to connect here. And I love what was just shared um, because it is number one, the awareness of what you've been going through, what you've been dealing with, what's been holding you back. Um, But also every given moment we get an opportunity to make a different choice, to make a different decision, to do something about it. And so I appreciate what you shared, Alexander. That you know you have to do the work. You need to get the help you need to move forward. And you gave an example of the singers who have coaches. Not only do they have vocal coaches, but they have choreographers, right, that help them. They have trainers, right. They have people that are helping to keep them on track. They have private chefs come in, right, to doing the work that they need to do so they can perform at a higher level. And it's so important to level up your mindset, make a decision because it starts in the mind. You have to do the work in the mind to be able to move you forward. And I love this topic of persistence, of keeping at it to doing it, right? Because if we don't put ourselves out there, if we don't do the work, if we don't take action, we keep and stay with the same results. So it is up to us. And I love what you shared that we get to impact future generations. It's five generations, it's seven generations forward because those are continue to live on and it does start with us. I so appreciate it. So thank you so much, Alexander. And I'm, I'm loving what everybody is sharing this is
1: trina and i'm thank you trina i agree i I think that the shares are more impactful than the message this is phenomenal i love every i mean that you just slayed it trina you just went through one by one and just gave so many flowers all the things spoken thank you so much for you what you just said and thank you so much for being here and bringing the heat girl i love it all right who else would like to share in the last eight minutes
9: Alexander, it's Coach Kim. I would love to share, please. Go ahead, Coach Kim. Awesome. So, the one thing that I heard that stuck out the most was about persistence not necessarily meaning forceful. Sometimes we can be so rigid and so controlled in the way that we examine change or approach a change that we miss the silent changes we miss the the things that because we every day if you are in a fitness journey every day you're changing every day something is shifting about you and It could be the most minute thing, like the slimming of your face. And we don't take um, inventory of it because we're looking for that force thing, right? So I don't have abs yet, so obviously I'm not doing something right. But when we take an opportunity to think about the reset that's happened in our mind, so now we approach life in a different manner or we respond differently to a trigger, then we'll start to, uh, duplicate those efforts in other areas and will realize that his yoke is easy and his burden it is light and with that i'll go ahead and mute the mic thank you
1: come on queen come on i love it preach at us his yoke is easy and his burden is light amen and so uh, it's so true and i and i love that share i believe it was sonia who shared that with us and i think it's so true i think you know a really big, important word for me in my journey of life is a very small, short word. <laughs> and that's the word fun. I have to be having fun. And I understand that this is actually can be a, a, a detriment to me. That if I don't feel like I'm having fun, chances are I'm probably not gonna go on that path. I like to have fun. I wanna be happy. I wanna smile. I wanna make people laugh, right? But the reality is, Is that it's not always going to be fun. However, you don't have to be so strict, so regimented, so robotic in your approach that fun doesn't even exist. It's just knowing when to make time for that fun and knowing how to make the things that aren't fun, somewhat fun. That kind of keeps me motivated, but it all starts up here in my head. Because it may not be fun to do all the mundane things that need to, uh, you need to do to move the needle forward, but it's always fun to go buy yourself something. <laughs> it sure is fun to go take a really cool vacation. And so when you can shift these, the mindset and kind of make that correlation between the things that you have to be persistent at that you don't enjoy, because it's easy to do the things that you're, per- be persistent at the things you enjoy, but it's, it takes self-discipline to be persistent at doing the things you don't enjoy. But correlate those to the reward. Correlate those to the things you do enjoy and getting to do those things more often because of said persistence. Love you, friend. That was a great share. Thank you so much, coach. All right, guys, we got five minutes left. Uh, is there, I would like to take one or two more shares, if anyone, of what resonated with them during this talk. So go ahead and unmute and say your name.
2: Hello, Alexander. It's Megan.
1: Hey, Megan.
2: So good to hear you. Love voice, you, friend. Alexander. So, so good. Uh, you know, the, what a wonderful segment, Alexander, on every level. Uh, but you s- on some level said what I was going to share is that we it's about giving us grace. You know, you're talking about the five generations and uh, I have one grandchild and I'm thinking, gosh, my sister who has five children and 14 grandchildren are going to make such an impact in this world and all it takes is one and it's that one person us and uh this young man my grandson uh who knows what impact he will make and then his generations so it is giving us ourselves grace uh as maria said you know new levels new devils and however it said but you know it, as, at the end of the day Um, you know, we're talking about persistence and commitment and faith and courage. But, you know, at the end of the day, we need to give ourselves grace because uh, all we can do is, and someone said this, take that first step and don't stop. Just continue to do what is your definitiveness of your purpose and what's in your heart and continue on. And so it's just that, one step at a time, continuing on, but that definitive of your purpose. And that's what I've done all these years, just knowing what it is and continuing on, but giving myself grace during the course of this journey, because there will be many pivots, many turns, and many roadblocks. So I hope that has helped someone and have a blessed Monday. And so good to hear your voice, Alexander. Love you.
1: Love you too, sis, and we definitely need to catch up soon. Uh, I love that share. It's so true. And hey, definitely don't feel down because your, you know, sister has 14 grandkids and you have one. We don't know that one can cure cancer. That one can save the, you know, become president of the United States. Listen, if there's one thing I know, is that anything that comes from Megan DiMartino's lineage is gonna do incredible things, life-changing things. Why? because the matriarch of that lineage does incredible things, does life-changing things, and is a world changer. And so, of course, those that come from your line will also be world changers. Much love, sis. I'm so grateful to hear your voice, and I am so grateful for all the shares. Uh, this has come towards the end of my uh, segment. This has been a lot of fun. Ramon Ray, are you here with me, buddy?
9: Alexander Gonzalez. Hola, hola, papi. Como
1: um, good brother, before I intro you, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the segment and your kind of you know takeaway from what you heard because you're always such an insightful person.
9: Oh, thank you. I love that. I was looking at the chat. I think when you talk about David Goggins and taping and things like this, I think everything I echo what you said, I think part of it is sometimes you have to keep keep going. Sometimes you realize you have to motivate yourself, Alexander. And sometimes, as you said, I love it. Christina echoed it. Push and don't stop. So I think you're encouraging me as I sit here in my room. You know, you, we're on stage, right, Alexander? But we all need encouragement. So I think that's what I got hearing you a spark in my day. Keep on going. And I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother.
1: I, I love that. And I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form speaking from a soapbox or from a high horse. I'm speaking to myself and just letting y'all in on it. Oh, <laughs> and <All in> Alexander, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to give you flowers,
9: uh, man. Your voice is getting better and better. It, it, it will is. Flash. Aren't we hearing him getting strong like a baby learning how to walk again? So good, man. Good. I was gonna bring you some. It water is. I,
1: I have it. to do a bunch of gargling, and it was salt water, and I have all these things. I'm praying that there's no damage to my vocal cords, and it, you brother off a bit. can you hear me yeah sorry i had a call come in i had to cancel it uh, but i do feel better and every day little by little so we'll see uh like i said hopefully praying in the name of jesus and claiming that there are no there's no damage to my vocal cords and um by june the first week of june is my first is my next conference i'm speaking at and then eya is in the middle of june which i'll be speaking at and emceeing And so I am claiming and believing that by then, I'll be at 100% and my voice will be able to do what it's got to do.
7: Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.